Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Turn It On, Leave It On continues with Richardson Homeboys, Ben and Skin, right here on The Fan. The Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. This is the Power Hour. When you are out and about running errands, grabbing lunch, middle of your workday, or maybe you've been locked and loaded with us the whole time, the noon to one hour. Some people think it's a dual power hour situation. goes on for a couple hours. It's just the middle of our batting order. We're always going to bring you the absolute best and keep you up to date on the latest stories that you care about. And let's start with uh, Mickey Spagnola joining us now, hitting leadoff in the power hour. Mm. Mick, uh, have you ever hit leadoff in a batting order? I did. That was my, my job all through whatever level of baseball I played because I was short and I could get walks. There you go. There you go. I, I picture you as a scrappy little middle infielder, too. Were you a shortstop, uh, second base? Second baseman, yes. Absolutely. God, I still have it. I still have the gift. That's good. Yeah, you can look at somebody and go, yep. all right, he doesn't have the arm to play shortstop. <laughs> hey, lots to get in with you. Let's start off with uh, where are we health status-wise? Anybody we need to be worried about right now? Well, uh, the good thing is is Xavier Woods and Tavon Austin are going to be back in practice on a limited basis. So, uh, and, and also, by the way, Luke Gifford. I think we've forgotten about him. Uh, after he uh, suffered the high ankle sprain in training camp. Um, but uh, those three guys were supposed to be back out there, and I know Woods is out there. I saw him. So uh, those guys, I don't know uh, about Gifford or um, Tavon being ready to play, but he should be, and I think Xavier, if he has a good week, he would be ready to play. The guys that uh, will not practice today, Crawford's still out uh, Antoine Woods uh, is still out. Uh, Gallup uh, is still out. So, uh, again, you know, we thought Gallup was two to four, and it looks like it's, he's going to miss two games. And I heard that he has a chance to maybe next week uh, get back out there. I think maybe the same thing for Antoine Woods. I think the, the troubling one is, is Tyrone Crawford, and I've always thought that from the beginning since – you know, those hip things, and I don't know that they can do anything to help relieve the bursitis in there other than rest and treatment. Uh, so I guess it's a trade-off, right? You get Quinn to come back and Crawford's out, although you lose Crawford's ability to rotate inside as a defensive tackle in pass rush situations. So, Mickey, you mentioned Gifford there. Is he um, is he a candidate to immediately be active because he's so good on special teams, or how would they how would they roll him out? Yeah, I think so. I think that was what they kind of projected his responsibility to be, uh, and why he would have made the roster as a special teams guy. And so, yeah, I think that uh, that's that's what they would have him trained to do. Uh, looked like he was a really good coverage guy. He kind of understood things. Uh, and that would be his fit at this point uh, on special teams. Yep. So let's stay with linebackers for a moment. There's been a lot of chatter about Jalen Smith rushing the passer a little bit more, how the Cowboys are planning on doing that. 
Is that is that an expanded role you see for him this year? I know he's done a little bit in the past, but are they going to be more committed to sending Jalen on third? Well, what 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 they were doing and what they started doing towards the end of the game against the Dolphins is they were going uh, three down uh, linemen with three linebackers, but they were standing Jalen up uh, close to the line of scrimmage uh, in one of the gaps. And so now the offense, uh, the quarterbacks got to figure, is is he coming or is he playing linebacker? Because it looks like they're in nickel, but there's only a three-man line. Uh, and a lot of times he was rushing uh, and and I don't know if you want to call it blitzing because it really wasn't a blitz. Uh, they were using it as a stand-up, basically, defensive lineman about uh, probably a yard or two behind the defensive line. And and so, yeah, they you know they were doing a lot of that in training camp, use, blitzing the linebackers quite a bit. And so using him in a rush capability like that, and I always thought uh, Jalen was better going forward than he was going backwards. And I, and I think they looked at it as well. Okay, these guys are going three wide every every play. Uh, don't want to take them off the field, but if they're going to throw the ball, well, we're going to rush him. Uh, we'll let other guys take care of the coverage part of it and let him do what he does best and go forward instead of backwards. Wow. So essentially, they're it's like they're in a three-four. Uh, sort of. Yeah. But but I guess it's not. It's kind of a hybrid. Because there's yeah. Picture because he was he was he was normally he was lining up between. Uh, Lawrence and whoever was playing the defensive tackle spot in that situation. So if it was Malik Collins and then Quinn on the outside, he was standing in between, you know, one side or the other of the defensive tackle or the nose tackle and just using him as a a pass rusher. And I thought it was effective uh, because he did get in there uh, on the one that, uh, if you remember, Collins' uh, sack, uh, they had to rotate over to his side, and Collins get, basically almost got turned free uh, and, and rushed right through. So I think we could see some of that because especially if uh, the Saints want to spread the Cowboys out with three wide receivers uh, and then with Kamara, it's almost like a fourth wide receiver, and you got to be uh, cognizant of him if they hand it to him. Uh, and you don't want to, you know, be there w- with less guys in the middle of the field, uh, so you can keep an extra linebacker in and use Jalen as a slash linebacker pass rusher uh, if he drops back to pass. So it'll be interesting how they how this matchup's going to turn out with how Sean Payton decides he's going to use Elvin Kamara, and I would imagine he's going to use him to that guy's tongues hanging out because mm-hmm. I certainly would. I mean, no he got doubt. 25 touches against. Um, against the Seahawks, and he had 161 total yards. And if he looks and say, well, you know what, I've seen the Cowboys have trouble against the run, well, why don't I spread them out? Because if you do that, then there's a lot of pressure on whichever DBs in the slot uh, to be able to tackle in the running game. And I thought Anthony Brown did a better job of that uh, this past game. And if we remember last year, uh, Jordan Lewis did a nice job of doing that, kind of shadowing Kamara when he wasn't the main running back. Uh, but now he is. And boy, you guys, he's a load. You know, yeah. it's it's like trying to, to track down Barry Sanders, if people remember what mm-hmm. Barry Sanders was once you handed him the ball. Awesome stuff, Mick. We appreciate your time, brother. Okay, have a good day. There it goes, Mick. Hey. Brought to you by Ford. Ford is the best. In Texas. Okay, uh, Shippy, you found some audio yesterday of mm-hmm. Dak Prescott in the huddle during the Dolphins game, and he was talking about windy, spicy nuggets or something. Listen to this. I want to hear that again. 
Skip the flank right stack, 32 Sam, alert X foot. Oh, spicy nuggets are back. I might have to stop on the way home. There was a lot of conversation <laughs> about this. Was it up on an ad banner in the stadium? What made Dak think of that? He might and have just been hungry, right? Maybe, but why would he? Yeah, maybe, but it's like he goes, oh, spicy nuggets are back. Some people out there think, all right, he doesn't have his contract, so he's trying to get more endorsement deals. Oh. And so he knew he was mic'd up, so yes. he was hyping up the spicy nuggets. And I thought. That makes sense. Well, I thought, okay, that's a little bit of a crazy theory. It does make some sense. He's really good with advertisers, but. He would totally do that. Why wouldn't we have more audio of it? And Shippy says he found some audio. So what is it exactly that you have here? Yeah, so this is um, Dak Prescott in the huddle calling a lot of really successful po- football plays. But it's really interesting how he's kind of attached different brands and things what? to the football play. Yeah, okay, he like the, he knows he's mic'd up. Maybe, maybe, or maybe he just loves his sponsors. Okay. This is from Sunday. This is from so, Sunday. Okay. Wow. Okay. Over in the big win over the Dolphins. All right, Gunflex, right stack, 394, Dragon Smoke, 77, Diamond. Yo, you guys tried that new Oikos Triple Zero Greek Nonfat Yogurt? <laughs> Yo, Oikos, fuel your hustle, dudes. All right, beats by Dre on two. Ready? Break. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. You're saying that this, according to this audio, before they go to break the huddle, Mm -hmm. he's like saying it's not on Blue 32 on two or whatever. He's saying it's on one of his sponsors? Well, that could just be a random aside the way Peyton Manning would do stuff, the Omaha and all that, right? That's not that. Okay, but why is he? that unusual. It's keeping the guys loose. Why is he talking to him about yogurt? That's a little. That's weird, right? That's a like, that okay, part was weird. He brought yeah. up Wendy's in one huddle, and then yogurt in another. Do you have any more? Yeah, we got a few more here of okay. uh, Dak Con plays out of the huddle. Bucks right slash thirty-seven. We got killed. QAT speed. Hey, I bumped into T Will the other day, guys. Oh, oh T He's not doing good, guys. I told him all about mycomputercareer.edu. Sometimes I go there to hang out. Yeah, guys, start your new life as an IT pro in less than four months, guys. All right, Campbell's Chunky Soup on one. Ready? Break. Okay, I'm starting to think they weren't taking the Dolphins very seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it may have been the opponent. I Maybe that that this still could be a coincidence. He is working in a lot of sponsors. All though. the sponsors. And that was a T Will update. That I haven't heard yeah. much about. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's nice to get that. I wonder what had been going on yeah, with I'm that. Sure, nice. he'd be a great IT guy. You give him a new career there. All right. Is there any more? Or is that it? Yeah, we got another one oh right here. God. You're in luck. Yo, yo, yo. All right. Here's the play, guys. South right nickel. Forty one hot. Three seven four wasp. Yo, Amari, man. While you're waiting to get your contract done, just remember if you're struggling with compounding credit card debt, you can call Mark Rubin at one eight hundred. Yo, Dak, I'm at 13.9 million. I didn't hear what you said. 7-Eleven Slurpees on one. Ready? Break. <laughs> I do love Slurpees. <laughs> it does make sense, too, that he would be spreading the word about Mark Rubin at 1-800-LAWYERS yeah, uh, or th- DallasTexasLegal.com. Okay, that's got to be the last no, one, right? No, we got another one. All right. Really? All right, guys, trips left, 73, Reno right, slot, 372, why stick? Yo, Zach Martin, yo, I saw the other day Mike Fisher was giving you grief about your weight, man. That ain't right. But f- Mike Fisher. Oh, <laughs> hell no. Hey, man, I just want to say, if you really are struggling with your weight, I'm not saying you are, you could look into soda. Hey, man, it's the official weight loss partner of the Dallas Cowboys and their fans. I think you can spell it backwards or forwards. Oh, what? I think that's Atos.
Hey, man, I can't keep them organized. There's a lot of stuff I'm working on right now. Blue Chew on seven. Ready? Ready? On seven? See, I think he's so distracted by all the endorsements that he's he called it on seven. Did they get to delay a game that I didn't know about? Because yeah. that was a long huddle uh, portion. And then they were snapping it on seven. Probably a false start. Something may have been under review. The soda is not backwards or forward. That's that carpet cleaning thing. Zero res. Zero res. Yeah. 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 So, dude, he's he's. I think he's got too many endorsements. Is that it? Nope. Atos may be like an energy company, right? <laughs> All right, let's hear this one. Yo, red right, 30, pull trap, G6, mix cross. Hey, yo, Zeke, good luck on this carry, my dog. And by the way, you got into that car crash on the way to practice? That was messed up, man. I hope you called the Frankels right from the scene of the accident. And don't forget, they got a new number. 214-333-3333. Nothing but threes. Even you can remember that, Zeke. What's the website? Franklinfirm.com on two. Ready? Break. Principal office, Dallas, Texas. Hey, man, shut up. <laughs> shut hey, up. Who did Dak tell to shut up? I don't know. Wait, don't somebody know. was trying to get I, I in on the endorsement. I think that was Blake Jarwin. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I'm just, just like Jarwin. Jarwin thinks he can get a little piece of the endorsement. <laughs> like, Ready? No, break. Principal office, Dallas, Texas. Hey, man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's leadership. Guys. That's the first sign that the endorsements are becoming a chemistry issue. <laughs> yeah. God, Dax need to pay down him. by his own endorsements. Said, Shut, up. <laughs> Shut up. Is that it? I got one more. For oh, oh my God. All right, guys, here this is probably the last play we're going to run before we start taking a knee. Scatter, two bunch right, zip fire, two jet Texas right, F flat, XQ. And yo, Witten, if you catch this pass, we pick up this first down. It's on and popping, baby. We're going to secure the W. But, man, I got to say, you look like you're, maybe your levels are low. Have you been into the low-T center to get your numbers checked? I'd like to pull another rabbit out of my head. Hey, low-T center, reinventing men's health care. For guys like you, Wit, it's perfect. All right, do you know your numbers? On three. Ready? Break. Yeah. Who is that guy? I don't know. Who is that guy at the end? Yeah. Who is that guy? I think it was Connor Williams. He knows his numbers. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Man, I just think that. (laughs) Hey, man, shut up. If this is if this is what's happening with the team with Dak in the huddle and he's worried about spicy nuggets and. He's probably in there handling handling a bunch of copy points and stuff. Like Cowboys need to get him signed, dude, so he can let yeah. stuff go. Yeah, I'm either highly concerned or, or actually really excited that things are going so well offensively. <laughs> I'm not sure which. Blue chews? Man, this is a, this is a good point <laughs> over here. Too. Albertsons is going to be pissed that they didn't get named yeah. in any of that, man. Golly. All right. Well, hopefully uh, hopefully that, that ends with the Dolphins game and they get more serious against the Saints. But can you please pay Dak so he doesn't have to quit worrying about all these sponsorships? All right. Coming up next, the manager, hey, man, of, the Tex- <laughs> the manager of the Texas <laughs> Rangers. He didn't want anyone giving the website. Uh, Chris Woodward joins us next on 105.3 The Fan. Yeah. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Thank you, Shippy. I would encourage everybody to go to 1053thefan.com forward slash flagtober. To see the schedule on Saturday as the general is making the rounds around the Metroplex. 
handing out the new G-Bag flags. They are super dope. We'll have some on Friday. We're kind of launching this thing, Benny Boy. The first place you can actually get the flags is with us at Fat Daddy's on uh, Friday doing our show there at 10 to 2. But then on Saturday, uh, the G-Bag Nation and the General will be rolling around the Metroplex. These will go fast. So make sure to go to 1053thefan.com forward slash flagtober to see where the caravan is a-rolling. Shippy, who's bringing us the Chris Woodward Show? The Chris Woodward Show is brought to you by City Credit Union. Visit citycu.org and buy Rangers Rewards fan card. Score big with the card that delivers swag and experiences that Rangers fans really want. Apply today at rangersrewards.com. All right, Shippy. And with that, joining us now on the buyersafety.com hotline is the manager of the Texas Rangers, the great Chris Woodward. How are we doing today, Woody? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Really good. I was thinking about this earlier today. There are five games left in the season. Uh, obviously, playoffs aren't happening, and I'm sure that you have been in those situations before as a player. So I would like you to take yourself back to that that uh, that frame of mind when there was just four or five games to go and you knew the offseason was right around the corner. What was generally your your frame of mind? Were you able to stay focused on the job? What kind of things did you need in order to do that if that was an issue for you? Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it depends on, you know, what, I guess, what point in my career I was in. Um, I always try to finish strong regardless of, you know, what my situation was. Um, as a younger player, it, it, it was pretty easy to, to finish strong because I was trying to make an impression, um, trying to <clears throat> kind of give some things, you know, for the staff and for the team to know, you know, moving forward that next year they, you know, they need to look at me. Um, but, you know, as an older veteran guy, you know, I just thought, you know, you, you try to just, you got to push through, man. You got to you got to fight all the way to the end, to the last pitch. And um, sometimes, you know, our team obviously we got a lot of young guys, so it, it's it's a lot easier. Um, sometimes with a bunch of veteran guys, I've been on teams like that where, you know, I would get frustrated as a as an older player because guys would kind of give in and just kind of, you know, pack it in. I guess while um, talking about, you know, football and the off season and where they're going on vacation, you know, that used to frustrate me. So. Um, it is hard though when you know you're you know you're on a certain team where you're out of the playoffs you know three weeks you know a weekend of September it makes it a little difficult it makes that kind of that September month a little bit longer but um, our team honestly has been awesome I mean we haven't given in you know, a game like yesterday we fall behind four nothing and you know, we fight right back to get you know tie the game so um, I'm really proud of our guys for doing that. So Hunter Pence, what an incredible season for him, and and uh, you know what a comeback season, and we, we fell in love with the guy, one of our favorite Rangers to come through here in a long, long time. He's done for the season. Uh, not, we don't know if he'll be back next season at, at this point. But if you had to describe the season from Hunter Pence in one word, just one word, what word would you use to describe the season you just watched from Hunter Pence? Um, I think impact would be the word that I would use to describe him um, and just the season he had. Uh, I, I've never seen a, a human being have have more of an impact on a, on a team or, or an organization in such a short amount of time. Uh, I knew when I talked to him on the phone before we signed him, <clears throat> just in what I had heard about him, um, after our first conversation, I realized, okay, this guy's different. He's, he's special. Um, you know, for, for having no background with this organization or really you know comes here for one year at the end of his career kind of read you know redefining the swing trying to i guess keep his career going at the end of his career um to come in and and basically give every ounce of his being to this organization um to spread 
you know, the message, the, the belief, um, everything we talked about, you know, him and I personally, uh, and to do it, you know, selflessly, um, even when he wasn't playing early in the season, he was still giving everything he had to the guys, preparing, trying to teach them, mentor them. Um, then when he did play, obviously you see the impact he had on, on the field. Uh, he was one of our best hitters all year. And, uh, you know, it hurts to, to not get to see that, uh, that on-deck swing, that, uh, you know, game swing, uh, just the competitiveness that uh, he brought every day. And um, he'll be missed this year for sure. Um, but his, honestly, his impact will, will live on for a while. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. He's had a, a huge impact on the entire market. And, and you know, hey, uh, I'm sure he, he would love to come back here and be a part of this club. Now, certain things have to work out. Your your interests as a club and his interests and in, in what he wants to do, all those things have to align perfectly. And I'm not asking you to put you on the spot. You're not going to make up the roster, but I would imagine you are going to have some some places here and there where you can go to battle or, or whatever and, and fight for guys for roster spots. And we're way too early for that, but... If John Daniels came to you and and said, "Hey, we're thinking about bringing Pence back," what would you say? Uh, of course, <laughs> um, that's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, you know, obviously our roster is going to be what it is. We're going to have to, you know, we we can't, uh, you know, make up a move just to bring in a guy. And, and he's going to have some interest, obviously, from other teams. And I know the the injury may, you know, scare some people off, kind of his, at his age. But uh, people are going to want him. Uh, they, they've seen what he what he's done this year. Uh, they know his impact as a leader. So you know, I was, you know, kind of worried that he was going to get too many good offers, and we were going to be out of the running for sure. Um, unfortunately, you know, the way the season ended, now it looks like, you know, people may be a little bit scared off. But yeah, I mean, if if it fits, and you know, obviously our roster is where where we can use them, and we can, you know, maybe give them some opportunities. Then heck yeah, I mean, I would love to have that guy back. We, uh, Woody, earlier we were doing an article, or I guess it was a Sports Illustrated article about what has gone on with the Packers and some of the things that they're doing to change culture. And we remembered when, uh, you know, Banny was here and he did some things that that uh, uh, this the Seattle Seahawks coach, Pete, had instilled. We're like, hey, we're going to have free throw competitions or these different things that exist outside of the sport. Do you like that sort of thing? Do you like having random competitions going on that – aren't baseball or is it just you guys really need to focus more on baseball? Um, I think there's a, yeah, I mean, I don't mind stuff like that. Um, you know, I think that you do have to, you have to enjoy every day. You know, that's one thing that I talk a lot about, you know, obviously, yes, I demand a lot out of our players from a, you know, preparation standpoint, you know, kind of forward thinking, higher thinking, all these things. But at the same time, like you have to, you have to enjoy when you walk through those doors. So if, if it means something that, uh, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say takes their mind off of things, but it just kind of frees their mind up and, and, and make maybe have a little bit of uh, a team bonding or a little competitive, you know, nature to it. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm all for it. Um, I think we can be creative in, in, uh, in doing some things like that. Now, I don't want it to be where it you know, becomes a little bit stale and it's just you're kind of doing it to show everybody you're doing something like that. I want it to be, you know, real and organic and make sure, you know, we're sincere in what we're actually trying to accomplish. And that's basically to, to get our team to be closer together. Um, I think that's the most important part. So we had uh, John Daniels on the show yesterday, and we asked him, okay, so of all the things that have happened this year, what are you most proud of? What are you most excited about, about the organization? And he said, certainly there's lots of player development things that are exciting. 
But the thing I, I, I believe he said that he was most fired up about, I'm paraphrasing here, is is the culture and, and the job that you've done and just the overall vibe of the organization. Um, just just knowing that, how does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel good. I know that uh, you know that's obviously what he hired me to do. So uh, we got a long way to go, though. Like I, I still think as, as good as you know this group is and as together as this group is, I, I always think we can get better at that. And uh, you know when we when we get to the point where we're kind of you know basically one heartbeat out there, um, it's it'll be pretty impactful. And I and I think we're getting close. And we've been through a lot this year. You know we had some ups and downs. We played well in the beginning. And then when things didn't go so well, you know, our guys stuck together. Uh, there's always going to be little things that go on throughout uh, a season, but for the most part, like our guys are, are really connected. Uh, but I still think they can get more connected. And once we get to that level, I think then, uh, you know, everything on the field will just be that much more enhanced. What would you like to see out of this weekend, the final weekend out there at Globe Life, both from a on-the-field standpoint and then sort of a ceremonial standpoint as well? Uh, just this, I mean, obviously the same style of play, you know, we've been playing really, I, I feel like we've been playing really good. I know we've been having some, and we ran into some tough competition there in September, which was really good for us. Um, but I don't think the wins kind of, you know, the win and loss column showed how, how well I thought we were playing. Um, so I just want to see that, you know, us to finish strong, you know, win, win five more games, um, you know, play hard the way we've been playing, um, not give an inch, not give in. Uh, but, you know, from a ceremonial standpoint, you know, I've only been here for one year, so it's I'm just listening to the stories and uh, you know everybody kind of giving their takes on on this ballpark and and the team since they got here and it's uh, there's going to be some tears shed for sure. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of history in this ballpark, a lot of a lot of cool moments that you know maybe you see up on the scoreboard you know during games and you know they show all these highlights, but I think more importantly like the the stories I'm hearing from people that worked here forever. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty cool place, and you know it's going to be sad to see it go. Well, man, we certainly appreciate these visits. Thanks for taking the time, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good, guys. Thanks All right, a lot. appreciate it. There goes Chris Woodward, the manager of the Texas Rangers. I saw something really cool just pop up, Ben. Maybe you've seen this. Eight minutes ago, John Mashota. Ah, oh, crap! Ah, oh, crap! But the Athletic posted a clip of Amari Cooper catching a touchdown pass in high school from his quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, yeah, that's it's right. A, it's a really nice little seven-second clip. And, of course, those guys are going to be going head-to-head. Uh, you know, they're both on offense, so they won't be on the field at the same time. But we have a Saints-Cowboys game coming up this Sunday night to talk about. Yeah, and we have Teddy Bridgewater's speech in the locker room. It just came out from last week after getting the dub. We'll play that for you and talk about whether or not you should fear the Saints without Breeze. That's next on 105.3 The Fan. Boy, we are hard charging towards a little Sunday night football primetime action. Dallas Cowboys going to New Orleans, playing them Saints, and that place gets exceedingly loud. Like Like hard to think, like hard to function, like uh, totally derailing you or, or rattling you to your core, getting you off your game. It is truly a home field advantage. And it, and I didn't, you know, I've been there and I've seen it and it's stunning. Yeah. I mean, it's freaking stunning. Like we've gone to a lot of different, uh, you know, NBA arenas mm-hmm. and, and following the, the, you know, the Mavericks around the playoffs or the Rangers and the Rangers go to Toronto 
Good Lord, that Man. place is raucous. No doubt. Um, you know, there's several places like that in the NBA that are just different. And if you can't, you haven't been there, you just don't know. You can't see from your TV. But, man, that has got to be. I haven't been to all these stadiums in the NFL. That's got to be one of the best home field advantages in football. I would think it's insane. I'm curious what how Seattle ranks with it. Um, but, yeah, and I think the, obviously the whole aspect of the Dome makes it even crazier, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm I'm so charged up for this game, and I don't think it's diminished too much. I mean, obviously Drew, Drew Brees is a top three or four quarterback in the NFL, but Teddy Bridgewater is the highest paid backup in the NFL. They've kept him around just in case something like this happened with Drew Brees, and I think they expect Teddy to step in and they continue to win at a high level. Yeah, and I was listening to the morning show. They were talking about uh, Teddy's completions, and I think only like three of them went past 12 yards or he something threw, like that. Uh, he didn't throw a pass over 20 yards, and he only threw four passes in between 10 and 20 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, if three of those were complete. Right. right. Yeah. And uh, it was so everything was dink and dump. And Alvin Kamara is such a freaking weapon. See ya. That's the scariest thing. And so it, it doesn't necessarily matter if, if it's Breeze or if it's Bridgewater throwing little dump offs to Kamara. He's going to be dangerous. Now you now you do have an advantage, I think, from Bridgewater to Breeze getting, you know, the Cowboys having Bridgewater back there when it comes down to getting the ball to Michael Thomas. Yeah, you know, the thing that I thought about, though, is that could have been a scaled-back plan because, A, Teddy hasn't started a game in three years, mm-hmm. and Seattle, known for their crowd noise, and yes. also, if you watch that game, it was wet in the beginning of it. It had a little rain and things like that. So, I did think it could have been a, a potential game plan type thing of why they were going short. Now, Teddy's game is not throwing the deep ball by any means. Teddy's mm-hmm. game is kind of that short, intermediate area at all times anyways, but... I thought from a game plan standpoint, they'd probably scaled it back, you know, quite a bit when Drew Brees goes away. I would imagine it's changed. I thought I thought it was interesting also that Taysom Hill only had four snaps, and maybe it was a, a Sean Payton, you know, head coach fake out move, but he had kind of mentioned, yeah, well, Teddy will get the start, and we'll see what happens. You know, uh, I bet we see more Taysom Hill this week. You know, what's interesting to me too. Have you guys ever seen those stories about? how Sean Payton prepares for the game on the weekend. No. So a lot of times he'll fly back to wherever his son is playing on Friday night, and then on Saturday him and Drew Brees will go through a bunch of plays and then collectively determine what they want to do. So obviously Sean Payton has the acumen to have a high-level offense and do all kinds of things, but there is a different rhythm there in that regard. I doubt Teddy has the say that Drew Brees has. Well, Teddy, we we heard some talk about him being a, a really good leader and taking the team out to dinner, heading into that weekend, and, and then he got the win. And so we actually have the audio. This is Teddy Bridgewater uh, in the locker room following a massive win that really brought his comeback full circle. Hey, man. Huh? I just want y'all to do one thing, man. I'm, about to, I'm trying not to ball right now, but man, cherish this moment, man. Cherish these opportunities that we got. Cherish this feeling of winning and just, man, never take it for granted. Mm. Hey, I'm so speechless, but man, I'm, I, w- I would not have rather been anywhere else than here. Mm. Experiencing, this, experiencing this right now in this moment with you guys. So, man, I appreciate you guys, man, for accepting me. And, man, I love y'all. Bro. Yeah. All right, so they have momentum. That's following their 33-27 victory over the Seahawks. Uh-huh. They got yeah. I was, I was wondering what that was it. Go back to the first. Uh-huh, go back to the good. first part of that. What the hell was that? Hey man. Huh? I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Huh? 
<laughs> That's great. I feel like you could loop that. It'd be a nice, like, yeah. beat, huh? Yeah. Huh? That's pretty incredible. Hey, man. Huh? Hey, man. Huh? <laughs> I was also thinking that would be so much more powerful if the whole time underneath it you had the intro to the Black Eyed Peas, I Got a Feeling. I mean, just no, that little. Because he's about to explode with his feeling, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very emotional. Yeah, so. It's also cool. He said, I'll never be. Like, before the Dolphins had determined they were tanking, you know, he could have gone and been the starter in Miami. And who knows? Miami might have still been like, hey, we're going to tank. But but he, you know, could have gone and done that. And he chose to stay and be the backup. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's. That's interesting. I was playing the odds. Hey, we can use that haw forever like this. Oh, my God, like yeah. The, hey, man, I really think Romo should have got the ball back during Dak's rookie season. Huh? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, you can use it for just about <laughs> He can use it for just about anything. Uh, I wouldn't mind using that shippy laugh we just heard. What was that? Uh, you just blow your nose on the mic? Yep. Like, hey, uh, I, I'm willing to say that, uh, guys, if you'll listen up, I'm willing to say that Seinfeld was better than Friends. Uh, <laughs> Nothing for you. I don't open up a big can of worms. It's yeah, not worth our time. Yeah, that was the morning show today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have a problem with the oh, guy. There he goes. <laughs> he said, I've seen some shows. Okay, so it's like, do you watch it? Do you watch some of the cowboy game and then come in here and have hot opinions about it? Yeah, but you don't have uh, the to... intensity of the opinion is what bothered me. No, you don't need to watch fifteen seasons of Friends to figure out what it is. No, hold on, hold on. No, never mind. We're gonna derail let's the move thing. On. Let's, let's talk about the Saints. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah, the Saints. Uh, that little, uh, I don't want to say it. That little, that little, foot, uh-huh. that little football plug, Jay Glazer. Uh, oh yes. Not really a fan of him. Not really. Why a fan not, of him. man? Just so cocky. It just got done working out, bro. It's just, it's just too cocky. It's he's nice just, of him to be on our intro. Though. I just got I done working out, and I got punched in the ribs a, t- a bunch. It's like you know, we you get to interact with him sometimes, and and uh, it's like he just thinks he's God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're not even tall enough for this ride, bro. <laughs> All right. Is he a? Is he a like an MMA dude? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, he's, he's he's no Joe Rogan. Well, uh, he was on the Rich Eisen show, and I do like Rich Eisen. And yes. uh, this is pretty cool. I like the way they do their show because it uh, it is a radio show, but it's also like a sports show, guy at a desk, guest in the seat next to him. It's pretty cool. I like the way they do it. I love Eisen, always have. He's yeah. so great. Eisen's fantastic. And Jay Glazer's on the show, plugging it up. And basically, um, <laughs> uh, they had an interesting conversation as they get into the Saints, and I thought it was worth our time as we prepare for Cowboys Saints Sunday night. So this is cut 41. This is Jay Glazer on with Rich Eisen talking about the Saints. Yeah, it could be a little sooner than that. Sooner than that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me set that up better. I apologize. He's talking about Drew Brees and how far away Brees is from returning, but it sounds like he has some inside information that he might be back sooner. So take a listen. Yeah, it could be a little sooner than that. But than yeah, that. they put this special thing in. It's like new thing. Um, it's kind of braced under the skin. It's pretty... Yeah, new, okay. new stuff's coming out. But he's guys like Drew, guys like Brady, guys like like Manning. They attack rehabs as hard as they attack sure, a playbook. Sure, just attack a defense. Yeah. But to me, I, I was surprised that we didn't see more Taysom Hill. To me, I don't know if that's just the way that the game was dictated that uh, that Sean would take this personally. That people think, well, it's a backup quarterback. See us for the Saints. I'm wondering what, what so what's he his doesn't mindset? think Teddy's a backup quarterback too. He okay. thinks Teddy's a starting quarterback in this league. We actually, you know, I just did a feature for. Fox NFL Sunday last week yeah, with, with the two him, Shawns. Yeah, McVay. With McVay and, and Payton, right? In a white room. In a white room. In a white room. It was, it was great. They were yeah. like the two of them were yeah. with me, but they weren't. But they were talking to each other, which is great because I got right. them to talk to each other 
Even so, though they were not in the same room. Right, yes, I got them to talk to each other, which was fantastic. Right. Um, but Sean Payton and I were just in there before, and I just some, somehow some I don't remember how Teddy came up, but he's like, oh, he's he's a starting quarterback. He's a he's a legit, and he's already been there. He's a legit starting quarterback, and it wasn't even a. It wasn't him trying to sell me. We're just talking about him. So I know how he really feels about it. All right. So this is this is kind of what we've talked about, though, many times. Like over the course of last couple of years, Teddy has a horrific injury. You don't know what's going to happen to him. But they think he's a legit quality NFL starting quarterback, and that is why they're willing to pay him the money they pay him. Yeah. And he, that's why. He th- is that. Yeah. And you know what? There's no if, debate. If you look at it, just playing the odds, think about what you've been through when you've already had an injury that you think might end your career. Uh, at this point, why does he want to go fart around in Miami and just be mired and suck? Why not right. go be a part of a winning franchise, continue to get healthy, um, you know, make good money, and be a part of something that actually matters? Right. Now, it does make the Saints a little bit easier to face that it's not Drew Brees, but it's, it's not cake. It ain't cake at all, and it is in a very hostile environment. And so I at the beginning of that, Glazer was almost intimating that he had inside knowledge that Breeze would be back sooner. There's a new brace involved. They're doing some stuff, and then he realized, oh, I probably shouldn't be talking about this. So or, he backpedaled. Or is he bluffing on all of it? Because then he goes into, hey, great players rehab hard. <laughs> I, I think he backpedaled because I think before that, and I don't know if it's in that clip, and so it's not in the clip that we have, but I don't know if it was on that show or whatever because he had mentioned six weeks or so. And he said a little before that. And then I think he was like, oh, crap, I wasn't supposed to say that. But that's I think on, he knows that Drew Brees will be back sooner than people think. That's on his, th- that's his throwing thumb, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, dude, you're going to put some brace on his throwing thumb and you think that's going to be more effective than a legit quarterback? Would you, If you're the, co- you're, yeah. you're the coach, you want to you send 43-year-old or however old he is, 41, Brees out there and some compromised cast on his throwing hand as opposed to have Teddy out there? I wouldn't. Now, I'm also super, and they also have two quarterbacks. Well, There's no reason to super rush. Go ahead and let that heal. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's you your know, season. Yeah, it's your whole season. And and they obviously have post-game aspirations. But, uh, you know, there's the idea of Bridgewater not being a typical backup quarterback, maybe the best backup quarterback in the league. And they also have Taysom Hill. We've talked about him a little bit. He's mm-hmm. super intriguing to me because... Man, he's, he can do anything on a football field. He can be your quarterback. He looks like he could be a linebacker. He could be a running back. He could be a receiver. He could be a tight end. It seems like he could kind of do everything. He could play actual quarterback snaps as long as they were you know, no more than 10. You he's know? stocky Cordell Stewart. <laughs> you might not want him out there for 25 snaps, but if you could, he can play like legit. You could call pass play. Mm-hmm. Like You could do all that stuff with right. him. And that's why I was surprised he only got four snaps last week. But maybe they were like, hey, they got ahead early over Seattle by two scores. Maybe it's like, hey, let's settle in. Let's save some taste and stuff for Dallas. Well, this is Eisen and Glazer having that exact conversation as Eisen's trying to figure out how much Peyton will use Bridgewater and Hill moving forward. Well, so are we – it's just going to be let's stick with Teddy and get him up to speed and yeah. hopefully – until Drew gets back. Until yeah. Drew gets back. Absolutely. Not, not in a more increased usage of taste. No, Hill. it depends what the game plan is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, look – Sean kind of Sean's a little evil genius, right? Right. So he. So I'm trying to figure that out. It's, I think every week you'll see something like if there's games where he knows he can get certain matchups. Look, at, I'm sitting there with, in his office with him last year in the playoffs. We did a Michael Thomas feature, so I went down there and Sean said, "Hey," and he's talking about who are, who are they playing that week? Uh, Eagles, mm-hmm. right? Eagles. We play the Eagles that week, and he show, he goes, "Hey, let me show you something we're going to do for Michael Thomas," and he ends up pulling up this play, 
that was a Colts Vikings game from three years earlier that he saw at one point and he's just oh this will work well here he goes we're just gonna switch and he showed me this play and I'm like when does that play that that goes to Kyle Rudolph he goes yeah but so we're gonna put Michael over here we're gonna do this I said you came up with this from three years ago he goes yeah it's just been sitting in there (laughs) (laughs) so these guys are different they are different those guys that have that photographic memory Mm-hmm. They can remember Romo's like that, right? Romo's rem- exactly like remember that. all those plays from different eras and all these different things. It, it's an incredible asset to have. Yeah, and you're going to be strategizing and game planning. Agreed, and it's like a fraternity, and it's it's why uh, Romo and Belichick hit it off the way they did. That photographic memory, memorizing these plays from this game. Romo said, like the moment that it really his friendship with Belichick took off is he started asked him questions about the old Giants defense. Mm-hmm. Like when he was the defense coordinator for the Giants or whatever in these massive games. And Belichick's like, because wasn't Yeah, he, he was under Parcells in New York. And he's like, how do you know How do you know about those games? And Romo knew like every play. He could tell him a sequence. <laughs> well, on this play and this play and this play, you did this, this, and this. So I was wondering why you did this right there. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Put in your work. This is a different conversation than I typically have. That was really, really cool. Yeah. Well, that, so here's one more thing. We'll get into this more, probably do more Cowboys Saints stuff over the next couple days. But keep in mind, you know, we're scared of that New Orleans offense, the way the Cowboys defense has been so far. That New Orleans pass defense isn't anything to write home about. They are 30th in passing yards allowed, and they have given up the second most passing spl- uh, splash plays Ugh. in the NFL through three weeks. So think about the way Dak's been throwing the ball, the way this receiving core is. Should be an offensive shootout on Sunday night right here on 105.3. The fan, don't forget our buddy Teddy Emmerich filling in for the great Brad Sham this Sunday. That should be a hell of a lot of fun. All right, coming up next on the Ben and Skin Show, KT might have stumbled into the reason, the secret reason, that the DAC contract isn't done yet. Really fascinating when you look around the league. We'll we'll break it down for you (laughs) next right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.